0: Matt McCurdy, obviously, and uh, you're listening to another great episode. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you listening, if you are listening. And uh, today we're going to be talking about procrastination, something we all, uh, I think we all can work on at times. I know I can. I know I'm guilty of procrastination. And uh, we're going to be talking about how to go from a procrastinator to someone who's productive and how to overcome laziness. Uh, those two go hand in hand, laziness and procrastination. And uh, we're going to give you some tips and tricks on how to help Overcome this uh, procrastination that uh, I don't know why you air quoted that, it's a real thing. Procrastination that uh, happens to be an issue uh, for many of us and uh, can really affect us making progress in our lives. Uh, And you all know that this show is all about helping us become the best versions of ourselves. And that's why we're partners with Surmount Global Foundation. I'm repping their hat today Um, because Surmount Global Foundation, one of our sponsors, is all about. Um, helping young adults, um, adults, and teenagers every age uh, become the best versions of themselves and uh, by teaching them a variety of resiliency principles and uh, different things that they can help them uh, overcome challenges that are sure to come their way and uh, and that 's why we 're we're, we're proud to be partnered with them, proud to work with them, and uh, proud to be sponsored by them uh, righty uh, let 's jump right into it so. Procrastination can be a major obstacle, I think we all know that, of achieving our goals, right? And whether it's our personal lives or at work, um, it's easy to fall into this trap of procrastination. But the good news is that there are steps that we can take to overcome it. Um, Today, like I said, we're going to explore why people procrastinate, the impact it can have on our daily lives, and provide actionable steps to overcome laziness. So let's dive right in. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I think we have to ask ourselves first, why do people procrastinate? Procrastination can be caused by a variety of factors, including the fear of failure, lack of motivation, and poor time management, right? I think those are some of the first um, areas that cause it. Some people procrastinate because they believe they work best under pressure. I know I've been guilty of that, um, the good old pressure excuse. While others may feel overwhelmed by the task at hand and don't know where to start. So it could be that we tell ourselves mentally, no, I just, you know, I get it done better when I'm feeling that stress. Um, Or it could be, you just don't know what you're doing. (laughs) So whatever the reason is, procrastination can lead to increased stress, right? I think we've felt that before. Missed opportunities and decreased productivity. So those are big ones. If we don't, if we're, if we're having that in our lives, we're not going to be being our best selves. So let's talk about the impact of procrastination on work quality. Procrastination is very common. And it, it, it's a problem that affects people in all areas of life, including work, right? I think the workplace is probably the, one of the biggest ones. The following data points I'm about to share are going to illustrate the problem that we have at quality of work and how how serious it is. All right, let me read these real quick. It says the average person wastes two hours per day on procrastination, according to a study by salary.com. And that's 10 hours per week or 520 hours per year. A study by Pierce Steele, a research Uh, A researcher on the topic of procrastination found that 95% of people procrastinate at least occasionally and 20% of people are chronic procrastinators. And uh, procrastination can have a significant impact on the quality of work. According to studies by the University of Calgary, students who procrastinated on their assignments had lower grades and reported feeling more stressed and anxious. Uh, It says it also can lead to increased errors and decreased creativity. Uh, when we procrastinate we often rush to complete our work which can lead to mistakes additionally when we delay starting a project we may miss out on opportunities to brainstorm and think creatively about the task at hand and then lastly procrastination can have a domino effect leading to increased stress and anxiety and when we procrastinate we may feel guilty and anxious about our lack of progress which can further decrease our motivation to get started dang that's crazy so 10 hours per week or 520 hours per year I just think about myself personally, um, you know, there is a lot of wasted time. Uh, I think about how much time, you know, I know I need to be doing something or I have something I'm supposed to be working on, but I find myself just checked out on my phone or checked out, you know, whatever it is, especially at the start of your day, right? I think that's probably the prime time. Um, I found that if I wake up and get on my phone, I'm bound to procrastinate way more than if I just get out of bed and start being productive. And, um, and I think that's where laziness ties in, right? We're tired, we're just not feeling it, we're, it's, we're having a rough day. And so we get into those lazy behaviors that just kind of, we can just kind of check out and not have to engage. And that I think is why, we, I, I think that's, at least for me, one of the reasons I would probably lose, I don't know, I hope it's not five twenty hours per week, or per year, but uh, but it's probably definitely somewhere in that camp, um, or s- somewhere in in between those, because I, I you know d- I definitely lose time not being productive. Okay, so now that uh, now that I gave you all the doom and gloom and the data points, um, and all the time that's being procrastinated, I put together five different steps that we can do to help us uh, be a little bit better at it and 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 uh, not procrastinate as much. The first one is break tasks into small steps. Uh, sometimes we have this ginormous project, this huge thing that we're trying to work on, or at least mentally it feels huge and we can just mentally stop ourselves from actually taking steps forward. And it's almost too big of a project for us to even mentally engage with. And so it's important that we break it down so that we can actually step by step do what we need to do and, and accomplish the task at hand, um, If we do this, the task that we have is going to be way less daunting, way less um, scary, I guess daunting, daunting and scary are the same thing, but just less, um, less intimidating. And when things are less intimidating, we're more easily willing to approach them and, and, and take them head on. And usually when we take things head on, that's when we have our best work. And uh, when we're confident in what we're doing, the next one set specific goals and deadlines. Um, if we don't hold ourselves to a standard, if we don't have a line of excellence we're trying to meet, then we're not going to achieve. We've got to set the, we got to set at least a baseline for ourselves, and that's with deadlines. Uh, it, you know, even if the deadline has to be moved back a little bit later on, at least set something so you can check in with yourself and go, did I at least work on it? Am I working towards this goal um, and this thing that I'm trying to achieve? Set that deadline. Check in with yourself. And adjust it as needed, but uh, but always set deadlines so you have something you're working towards. Use positive reinforcement. I think this one's a great one. I talked about it in one of my last episodes. A positive mindset is always going to help you move forward with confidence and make the better choice, if that makes sense. I talked about last time about Tony Robbins and his positive mindset, th- mindset thinking, uh, where he talked about how when we have – positive thinking, it's releasing endorphins, and all sorts of things that help us make confident and wise choices. Because when we're not confident, we're nervous, we're anxious, we're scared, we're going to make negative choices. We're going to make things that aren't the best. When we could be doing much better, we could be making much better choices. So have a positive mindset, be positive about what you're doing, and uh, constantly remind yourself, or taking the little wins and celebrating the little wins, are going to positively reinforce what you're doing and help you take bigger strides and continue taking much bigger strides as you move forward. The next one, start small. And I think this uh, this correlates with number one, but it's a little different in the sense that we can sometimes bite off more than we can chew. Uh, when we're trying to create a new habit, it's not easy, right? It takes, what, 20 days, 25 days to create a new habit, something like that. I believe it's 20 days. And uh, I know for myself, if I don't have my habit built into my da- have it built into something that I already do on a daily basis, I'm probably not going to do it. So for example, a habit I already have is I always brush my teeth morning and night. So if that's a habit you have and you're trying to start something new, maybe it's, maybe it's you want to make sure to read a certain book every day. Well, then why don't you take that book and set it next to your, you know, next to your toothbrush so that morning when you see it, you're like, oh, that's right. I need to read that book right? Place it somewhere where it's obvious. Start small, do the little things, keep it simple. And that's how you start to make those habits. Um, it's, it's really easy to get ambitious and, uh, and, and then cancel ourselves out. How many diets do we, do people start where they want to go for it all and solve it all and lose all the weight and get super jacked and look super ripped, but then they are unrealistic about all the things they have to do for it. And by end of week one, they're burnt out and ready to quit, and they go back to be doing exactly what they were doing, which was the old habits that they have. We always return to the old habits when we when things get hard and when they're not detailed and lined out and simple. So make it simple and uh, and continue moving forward. And then lastly, if, uh, if not the most important, uh, get an accountability partner. Not everything needs an accountability partner. You know, there are some things we can do alone, but... accountability partner can always make it easier and it helps you rely on someone. It keeps you accountable. And, uh, and I think it motivates you. Obviously you always find someone who's going to help be there for you and, and be reassuring, right? You don't want to, don't put someone on there that would negatively affect it. I, you know, I know like (laughs) my, my, some of my siblings, you know, they would just, if my mom straight up asked them to do it, they would just not do it because my mom asked them. Um, why? I don't know. I'm a good son. I would never do that. But some would. Um, some of my siblings would. Sorry, to throw my siblings under the bus. But some of them would. And so an accountability partner um, for them probably shouldn't be my mom um, in all cases because she'd probably try to remind them and they would just want to do it less. So make sure it's someone that you can rely on, that you trust, that motivates you, and you know is going to help you move you forward. Not that, hey, not that my mom is not motivating. Once again, mom, I'd make you my accountability partner. But <laughs> if it's if if you pick the wrong person, it's not going to be any use. So pick someone who you can trust and rely upon and is going to motivate you. And uh, and maybe even maybe it's something that they want to work on too. Um, and and they can partially make it a part of what they're doing. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you want someone who's you know has knowledge and can guide you, someone who can mentor you. We've talked a lot about mentorship. Um, in, in one of the last episodes, we, we, I, I interviewed a guy who talked a lot about mentorship and the power of mentoring. Um, so sometimes mentoring is important and they can be your accountability partner. But regardless, find someone who can push you to that next level and, uh, and continue finding people who can push you to the next level because we really can um, take strides when we work together. And that's, and that's a big key of life that we can take away. Anyways, I hope this has been helpful. Procrastination obviously is a common problem. And so if, if you're struggling with procrastination, don't feel like you're a loser. Don't feel like you can't accomplish anything. That's something that is very common and uh, and it's a big problem. But uh, but it's a common problem and it impacts a lot of aspects of our lives. So if we can better understand the causes and the consequences of procrastination um, and, and figure out steps that we can take, to, just little steps, simple steps, that we can implement on a regular basis to help us become more productive, we're gonna be much happier and we're gonna be much better people. So remember, just to recap, break tasks into small steps, set specific goals and deadlines, use positive reinforcement, start small, and finally find an accountability partner. These are some actionable steps you can take on a daily basis um, to really help you personally and professionally. I hope this has been insightful. Thanks for listening. I'm Matt McCurdy, and I'll see you next time.